Welcome to Lead Today with me, Kalina. Let's talk leadership. Hey, I am so glad you're back with us again today. And if it's your first time, welcome to the show. I love talking relationships and today that's really where I want to focus in on and if you find value from this episode or any other episode that you've listened to on this show it would mean the world to me if you like review and subscribe to the show it takes a couple seconds but it really does make a difference in podcast ratings and how visible we are in the community so if you're listening on apple or spotify or on youtube putting a comment subscribing to the show reviewing the show, it all makes a difference in me being able to continue to put this out to the world. So please do and thank you if you've done so already. As I mentioned, today we're talking relationships and I really want to highlight a system that I think is super useful in being seen and having your partner or any relationship see you back in a way that feels good and often we love on other people the way that of course we want to be loved and sometimes that doesn't get received effectively because let's say you're giving gifts all the time but your partner really wants to hear you say that you love them there's a mismatch there but you're both putting energy into the relationship it's just not matching up with the other person because it's not what they're wanting from you and like any system there are limitations and it's a framework so you know it's not the end all be all but what it does is I think gives us sort of these categories where we can think okay how does my partner or my kid or my coworker, or you know any my parent like anybody how do they want to be loved and oftentimes people will show us this of course by what they do for us because we generally give in a way that feels good and so we think other people will receive that and the limitation there is again not everybody receives things the same way and they might be yearning for something else and that's where we get into relationships where it's you don't appreciate me you don't tell me you love me you don't do things for me like we get into this thing where I'm giving more than you you're not giving and in some situations obviously that's absolutely correct and there might be a more one-sided relationship and that's something to look for look into but sometimes it's I see that they care about me, but something's just not matching up. And especially if it's a spouse and you've been together for a while, or if you're finding that your communication's not lining up, it's sort of like, okay, we're not speaking the same language. And so Dr. Gary Chapman, who wrote The Five Love Languages, is sort of this really big authority in the marriage, relationships, love space because of this framework. And many people have heard of it. What I'd like to do today is, yes, dive into the five love languages, but also explore how to communicate with them, what actions you might take, and things to avoid when it comes to speaking your spouse's love language so that you have a little bit more in your toolkit and we delve further into each language. So, words of affirmation. You know I love that one. Obviously, I'm a talker, I love talking, and I want to hear it. So, when it comes to communication, affirmation, affirm, encourage, give empathy, appreciation, and affirmation of your feelings of the relationship outwardly in words. So this is a very communicative one when it comes to verbally communicating, but it can also be the way you listen. And so in a previous episode, we talked about how to build understanding in a relationship and using backtracking. So specifically using the words that your partner used so that they feel that you've understood them. Well, this is huge for 
somebody that appreciates words of affirmation. They also want to be listened to in a way that's affirming. And by understanding the person, by showing them you understand, that's also affirming that you care, that you hear them, that you want to hear them. You know, tell me about your day is like gold to somebody that wants and appreciates words of affirmation because it's not just saying, hey, I think you're great all the time. There's more to it. And the listening piece is huge. And some people are mismatched in this, right? Like I want to talk all the time. I want to talk about all the things that I care about and share that with my partner. And if your partner maybe doesn't, isn't as extroverted or open, doesn't necessarily want to hear about your whole day or the little things in your day, this can really grate on you, right? This is where you might get into some squabbles because it's like, I don't need to know about how your lunch went or this and that. Like, I don't need to know the details. Just give me the outcomes. Another interesting book around communication would be Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. And maybe we'll do a rundown of that book someday. But essentially, there are some differences in the way that men and women are socialized as girls and boys when they're young. There are different ways that our brains are even wired to communicate. So there is a gender difference here that has been studied, uh, but it's also personality-based. So with words of affirmation, the top thing in how to communicate is to open up those lines of communication and be as verbally communicative as possible because that's what words we're looking for is yes I hear you tell me more what do you think about that engage me in a conversation because I'm stimulated by conversation actions around this would similar similarly be around words so yes okay there's an action by having a conversation definitely there's also genuine encouragement and affirmation in other mediums using words so it could be Letters or little sticky notes or text messages. People that like words of affirmation are looking for that check-in phone call or check-in text message. Hey, how's your lunch going with your mom? Hey, how'd your afternoon go with your dad? Like, how, how's it going with the kids? That one text message that checks in while you're away from each other is a game changer for the person who speaks the language of words of affirmation. Some things to avoid, well, anything that's kind of going against that (laughs) in a simple format. But essentially, if you're not recognizing or appreciating this person's efforts outwardly and in a concrete fashion, so they do something for you and you don't say thank you, that's like, ouch, do they see me? This person really wants to be seen and validated. And don't we all, right? All of these love languages, we want to be seen, we want to be heard. And the question is, How do we want the other person to show us that they see us, that they love us, that they hear us, that they think we're good enough? All those things. So this person wants to be told that via words and it's, hey, I really appreciate you for taking care of the kids, for taking out the trash. Like, I appreciate you. And you'll notice that this person is this type or appreciates this type of love if they do it to you. So generally speaking, or they might ask for it. (laughs) Some more extroverted and open people will say, hey, you know, did you see what I did there? Like, definitely. I think growing up, like my dad is way more like that, where my dad will be like, hey, I made this great barbecue. I made this great dinner. Do you like it? What do you think? And they'll kind of ask you and, and poke you for that validation or that affirmation. Hey, yeah, it was really great. I see you. I appreciate you. 
So they want that, that verbal, yes, you know, it was great. Versus some people, that's, that's not it. I think another thing to note is that obviously with all five, I mean, you can like words of affirmation. You can like physical touch. You can like receiving gifts, quality time, and acts of service. You can like all of them. And we do like all of them. And I think we love on people in different formats all day long. And we can appreciate them all. The question is, which ones do you lean toward? And um, there is a free quiz on this. And you can kind of figure out your love language. But I think even in talking about them, you really get a sense of, hey, I really love this one, right? So I think you'll get a sense even in this episode. But if not, or if you want more, I'll post a link to a free quiz. Because people love quizzes. (laughs) But words of affirmation. Careful on the criticism and the kind of non-constructive like character defamation we're talking about like you're so xyz like you're so lazy you're so slow you're so this you're so that where you're not calling out the problem or the issue you're having you're just like putting that person down that's really gonna sting for somebody who cares about words of affirmation of course that hurts everyone but this is like a sore spot for those people so being really careful to not kind of sling around criticism easily and on the flip side really recognizing and seeing when they're doing something awesome that you appreciate. Next one, physical touch. I also love this one. See, it's hard to <laughs> it's hard to pick because they're all great. So this is nonverbal. So as we saw with words of affirmation, this is sort of the complete opposite. It's somebody who really loves body language or physical touch to show love. And Oftentimes, if someone doesn't feel they're a strong communicator or isn't as verbally strong in their skill set or just doesn't like talking, if they're maybe more introverted, they do tend to lean toward physical touch when it comes to how they communicate their love. And you'll notice this. There are more touchy people, less touchy people. I love giving hugs. I love it. It's like a calling card. I miss it. I think it's just a beautiful way to connect with somebody and show them you love them. Anybody that's had a hug from me knows it is like a personal calling card of sorts so you know I love that I think it's such a way to show you hey I love you I'm here I care for you I've got you you know I'm here and and that's for me right so if you're somebody and there are certain people like that right and I think you'll notice again just like the last one you'll see people that they really want even like a handshake or they really like to um even like eye contact or Um, They're like holding hands, hugging, kissing, any sort of physical affection, depending on the relationship. They might just give you a pat on the back. Like it can be even in a work situation, right? But you'll notice that they're more prone to giving you that physical affirmation. Now, of course, right? Boundaries. We're in a time when this one's a bit complicated if you're not in an intimate relationship. So, you know, being respectful of people's boundaries and cultural boundaries and cultural norms I think there still is some sense of people that are more touchy than others. And, of course, making intimacy in this way consensual is important. So there's my little disclaimer. But, I mean, it's it's not little. It's actually a huge deal, and I don't want to trivialize it. Don't touch people that don't want to be touched. It's a big issue that that's a whole... That could be a whole book, a whole series, a whole podcast, I think, just on that. So I, I don't want to trivialize it, actually. Let me, you know, I get a bit excited when I talk about love. But there is a definite dark side to any one of these. And I really want to highlight that. It's not a joke. 
crossing somebody's physical boundaries is not okay and permission needs to be had. So, on the grounds that you've been given permission and this is a relationship that you have that ongoing permission, you've talked about it, this is a really powerful, all-encompassing form of love because it's so physically stimulating. And you'll know if your partner loves this because they'll grab your hand or they'll put their arm around you and they'll, you'll feel that they want to be close to you. They'll be in that personal bubble and that personal space. So things you might want to avoid with this type is, of course, physical distance or neglect. Um, long time away from them or away from physical intimacy for whatever reason. If you're not being affectionate, they're going to notice and they're going to feel that and they're going to sense that you're being cold and pulling away. And as a result, question, do you love me? So they need those physical confirmations that, hey, I'm here. I'm physically here. I feel you. I'm with you. And so as I've shared a couple examples, right, but hug, kiss, hold hands, arm around the person, physical affection in a regular fashion to let them know that you've got their back and that you're with them and making intimacy a thoughtful priority. A lot of marriages, a lot of couples over time, you know, you've got a job and kids and pets or family obligations and hobbies and friends and stuff can really get in the way of an intimate connection with your partner over time and over the different seasons of a marriage or a relationship. So it's tuning in and saying, okay, yeah, I noticed that this one might be important to my partner. Maybe it's just as important or less important to me. Maybe you're dialing in on what the importance levels. And this is something that you can go through all five and kind of rank with your partner, right? Like, hey, which ones do we value the most? And so because of that, here's how we want to make sure we prioritize these top two for each other. Remembering that, especially if your top two are different from their top two, gonna take a bit of practice from both of you right like if you're really into words of affirmation but they're really into physical touch you're learning a new language and that's what's so exciting about marriage and partnership and relationships but it's also a challenge right you're learning a completely new language so being kind to yourselves recognizing and even asking hey okay so what do you want from me with this one like what would be the ideal level of physical touch for you what would be the ideal words that you want to hear me say like asking your audience to give you the answer is not lazy or cheap it is absolutely going to give you insight into what it is they want instead of you guessing so it's great and if you know they don't know you might give them some space to answer that but overall I think asking your audience is a huge huge benefit when it comes to this so that you're not shooting in the dark so you know that's those first two the next one we all know receiving gifts some people like it more than others it's going to depend on your family history i just had a client session today where they were talking about you know i grew up really poor and so like gifts were not a thing so i don't really care for them because i'm not used to receiving them and the other partner saying i grew up feeling like my only my only validation was if i gave a gift and someone appreciated it like i was there to be the gift giver and and that's what love was to me and my family so imagine that relationship right where you have one person who grew up feeling like their worthiness comes from their material ability to provide things and give meaningful gifts and the other person saying I don't care about this at all because (laughs) because I didn't grow up in this environment and I don't feel comfortable 
imagine that relationship. And so people are missing the mark just because of, you know, one conversation that needs to happen to kind of say, well, okay, wait, like you don't really value this. And hey, I actually don't need to give you stuff to make, you know, make you love me. And actually, I just want to hear words of affirmation without giving the gift. Maybe you can just thank me for the other stuff I'm doing. So, you know, so many combinations or ways to go about this that can be super supportive to your relationship and really open your eyes to what it is that the other person's wanting. So receiving gifts, you know, that is making your spouse a priority via giving thoughtful gifts and gestures, small things that can be anything to do with giving someone something that is outside of like a daily chore. So that's another type of love language. But it's, it's when you give someone something, a flower, a card, kind of also meshes into words of affirmation, right? Um, you, you get them a vacation, you get them a new car, you get them a new shirt, you get them maybe breakfast, although that's also sort of acts of service. So, you know, these two mesh together, the three, the five mesh together. Um, but really it's giving something to someone that you thought about that would make their life better or happier and via that thoughtfulness you're making your spouse a priority so how do you do that when you're communicating in your relationship so with that same level and layer of thoughtfulness that's how you do it so it's when you go to give someone a gift and if you're a gift giver you're like what would this person like right what do they need what have they been talking about what are their interests what do they think what are they what are they excited about? So you kind of start asking yourself these questions and then you go and you buy them something you think they would like, right? Or else why would you buy it? <laughs> so it's with that same thoughtfulness and frankly curiosity that you can bring to a conversation to make your spouse feel or your partner or your friend or your parent, anybody feel like a priority. So rather than giving them something, you're giving them a gift of being curious and thoughtful and approaching the conversation with that same tailored approach of hey what would you like hey what do you need from this conversation hey what are you needing right now how are you feeling so bringing that thoughtfulness um, and and potentially same to to the listening side of things so you know do you need to just kind of vent right now do you want to just talk for a bit and I'll just be here to listen like what would be what would be a gift to you in this conversation you can even say that sure so that's sort of how you'd communicate via that style. And of course, the actions are getting that person a gift, right? And hopefully, in the example of this couple I, had, I just spoke with this morning, um, you would be, you know, expressing gratitude back, hopefully. And I think that's what closes the loop for, for people that really um, express love via giving gifts. If they're giving you gifts all the time, um, one, they probably want some gifts back, but two, which, oh my God, I see this. I have one couple I can, I can think of where the, the girlfriend was constantly making little gifts and trinkets for her partner. And like every occasion, birthday, Christmas, anniversary, month, monthly occasions, like any holiday under the sun, or even just a regular Tuesday, it was like, I made this for you. I found this for you here. I got this for you. I made you this little thing. And the boyfriend just was not reciprocating so the boyfriend was saying yeah thanks so there, there was that expression of gratitude there but there was no 
reciprocation. And in that moment, first of all, the boyfriend wasn't necessarily, I mean, he liked gifts, but I don't think that was his primary love language first and foremost, because he wasn't giving in that way. So that's one thing to notice. Hey, someone keeps giving me gifts. I'm saying thank you. I don't really want them. I don't really care for this, but it's nice. Obviously, like you like it. You're not, it's not, (laughs) I think everybody loves to receive love. Everyone wants to feel like they're cared for. But if it's not lighting you up in the same way as someone saying, wow, you look great today, or hey, I really love you. If it's not lighting you up in the same way, then, you know, it's probably not your primary love language. And that was what was happening in that situation. And so she kept doing things and giving him things. And he kept not doing that. And she got really resentful. And hey, why don't you ever give me stuff? And you didn't do anything for my birthday. You didn't get me anything for Valentine's Day. You barely did anything for Christmas. What's going on? Do you not love me? And so that's how we fall into these patterns, right? Because we keep giving and giving in our love language direction. And they keep receiving and receiving. But then we're not getting that same type of love back. And we feel depleted. And so this is really to tune into yourself and your relationships and say, do I feel like I keep giving and giving and I'm not getting anything back? Is it because they're terrible, awful people? I mean, probably not. (laughs) What kind of love language are they showing me? What kind of love are they showing me? And how, which language is it? And you might notice that, you know, maybe you keep giving gifts, but they want physical touch. And it's not because they love you any less. It's because they love you differently. So how do you, what do you avoid with receiving gifts type of love language? Well, what I just said, (laughs) Avoid forgetting to give them stuff. So don't forget special occasions. Remember to give, um, you know, give things on occasions that are meaningful to them. It's not the monetary value. It's more often than not the thought as we hear time and time again. So making them something, thinking of them, creating something. That's really what somebody that appreciates gift receiving and gift giving is wanting. Hey, make something tailored to me that's you bought for a reason that has a story behind it. Why did you pick me this flower? Like, why did you go and get me this card? Why did you buy me this shirt? Why? What's a story behind it can make a huge difference because it it's thoughtful again with that word, but that's what this type really is about thoughtfulness. Um, and of course, if you get it, if you receive a gift, so if they give you a gift um, and you just kind of don't, don't show that same level of excitement or enthusiasm, probably going to be an issue because they're excited to give it to you right they were thoughtful and they're excited to give it to you and so if you get if you get the gift and you're really unenthusiastic that's also going to be something to avoid and you can be honest that you don't like something but I think appreciation for the act is really important in one way or another even if you give some sort of feedback afterwards Next one, quality time. Again, we all, I think, value quality time with our partner, but which ones come out the top of your list? And often, as I've said with other ones, when you have lots on your plate, this one can really go down by the wayside because you have kids and all the other responsibilities and job and et cetera, et cetera, life. And so finding uninterrupted, focused time to be one-on-one with this person that's what's really important to somebody who values quality time and so that's how you'll communicate with them as well it's not at a party or at a family function or while you're with your friends or on the way to work with the kids it's hey I really value 
one-on-one time with you where we can sit in the car and even in the car could be problematic unless it's like quiet because it's the uninterrupted component that's also really important here right like it can't be that we're sitting in a busy cafe and you're getting distracted by your coffee order and the people walking around it's got to be hey I'm here you're my world because I'm giving you undivided attention and of course right it's like if that's your number one for your spouse or for you or your partner or any person that you're thinking of, if that's your number one, then it's about, okay, how do I make sure this need is met in a sustainable way? Because if the other person is more about receiving gifts or words of affirmation, well, that's going to be contrasting to you. And quality time is one of them where it's like, I really need, you know, I need you uninterrupted. You can send somebody a gift from the office. You can you know, send someone a text, it's shorter, but quality time feels sometimes like a bigger commitment, especially to somebody that doesn't value it as much or need as much of it. So really, I think this one, when it comes to communicating about it, it's like, okay, what is an uninterrupted time? What is that quality time and mapping out what those things are like, okay, I want to sit on the couch for 30 minutes and talk about our day. Uh, Or, you know, I want to be on the phone with you when you're not distracted by work for 10 minutes at lunch or, you know, it might not sound super sexy and attractive to have to map things out this way. But the thing is, is that we're unconsciously negotiating our relationships over the course of a relationship, marriage, whatever. Like you start at the beginning with all these things you're bringing into the relationship and so are they. And then you're kind of mapping out, okay, how do I treat you? How do you treat me? How do we do this thing? How do we dance with each other, right? What's the dance that we do? And over time, especially if one person or certain elements of the relationship are not clearly communicated, over time, it just gets further and further away from some elements that might be important to people because they're not clarified, because the person themselves isn't communicating them clearly, or they don't consciously know what they're missing. So all these kind of elements can fetter away at that initial connection that lust or that initial bond it can fetter away because we're not getting the validation that we want or we're not speaking the same language and so if quality time is important to you but your spouse works or your partner works 80 hours a week or they travel a lot for work or you're finding in the evenings you're too tired it's like how do we move around our day so that this can be a priority for us. How do we change our weekend schedule? What are we going to do differently? And it really has to be a commitment from both sides to do things differently. And that comes from willingness. And that's a whole other can of worms, right? Like I've had couples that show up where one or one or both sometimes are sort of visitors, especially if it's a program that they're not paying for that's being funded externally. Um, you know, if they show up as a visitor in the session and one or both of them is not really committed to the process, I'm not going to drag anyone or convince anyone kicking and screaming, right, that, oh, this is what you have to do for your relationship. So making sure that with any one of these, if there's a, if there's a mismatch and there's discord, get on the same page. And at, at the very start, there's got to be willingness from both of you to explore this, right, and to say, okay, there's an issue here. We feel like we're not being loved the way we want to be loved. Let's, are we ready to talk this through? Can we talk this out? Like, are we both here to figure this out and as long as both people genuinely say yes I think you're in a better place for it and able to explore it so um, really the actions that you can take to bolster this for somebody who values quality time are to create those special moments together right to do take walks or to take moments in your day or moments in your weekend to get away 
It can be something as big as a week weekend getaway or a vacation. But on a smaller day-to-day scale, it's, like I said before, maybe just a quick phone call, but where you're really giving them your undivided attention in between meetings. But it's like, hey, I'm here. I really just want to hear from you. I missed you. And that might combine really well with somebody who values words of affirmation, right? So kind of combining as well, thinking, okay, quality time and words of affirmation, boom, phone call, undivided attention, and giving this person some words of affirmation to share with them that I love them and I care for them and I'm thinking of them. Um, with quality time and physical touch, that example of, okay, on the couch, when I get home from work, uh, the kids are playing or doing something. I'm going to hold your hand. We're going to sit on the couch. We're going to talk for a couple minutes. Phones away. That's a big one these days, right? Phones away, undivided. Let's talk. You, you know, you snuggle with your feet and your hands and whatever. You're like on top of each other on the couch and cuddling. And then you get the quality time and the physical touch, right? So you can kind of put these together depending on your unique configurations of what's important to you as a couple. Or in your relationship, again, right? This can be used for kids, for any relationship you've got. Just knowing the other person and how they like to be loved and appreciated. This can help you with anything, in my opinion. And, of course, what goes against quality time is that distraction. So anything that's distracting, if you are not with them one-on-one for a long time, for whatever reason, or when you're with them one-on-one, you've got the phone distracting you, you've got phone calls coming in, or maybe you're in a very busy environment or the kids, like other things are taking away your attention and you're distracted. Big no-no when it comes to cultivating quality time. And the last one, this one is so pervasive in relationships. I often find men really drawn to this one. It's a a huge way that they were raised um, is to bring in acts of service. And they do this because they want you to appreciate it and that's how they show their love for you by doing things that you don't want to do and giving you appreciation for that that's what this whole language is about I'm going to do stuff for you to help you so that I can take a load off and that same couple I was talking about that doesn't value gifts as much or is working on that they were huge on acts of service so everything literally everything that was on their list of answering the question How do you show your partner love? What does being in a relationship mean? How do you behave? What's a behavior that shows your partner that you love them? All of them. Do the laundry. Do a renovation on the house. Cut the the grass. Shovel the snow. Make breakfast. Take out the dog. Take the dog to the vet. Take the kid to to school. Um, Every single thing that both of them said was chores, house activities, Doing something to help alleviate the person's daily workload, those tasks, very task driven. So if you or your partner values this, then, you know, which my husband definitely does. uh, I find him doing that kind of thing for me all the time. Whereas I am doing the words of affirmation or the quality time or the physical touch. And we obviously like we overlap, but acts of service aren't necessarily the ones for me where I'm like, oh, yeah, you super love me. Because, well, I guess that'd be a longer discussion. Why do I feel that way? I guess it's because of what I grew up with, right? Wanting. And often, that's actually a good insight as well to consider. Like, you might be wanting one of them that you felt perhaps you didn't get it as a child or you wanted it as a child. Your parents didn't love you in a certain way. Not because they didn't love you, 
but because they didn't love on you. They didn't show you love in a particular way. And so you grew up kind of craving that, wanting that. Because I definitely had parents who showed me so many acts of service. Like they would drive me to soccer practice. They would take me to school. They would make me breakfast. All of those things were were definitely something that I absolutely had growing up and knew as a result, hey, you know, they're here for me. So perhaps we also become somewhat ungrateful for those little day-to-day things when we have them already, which is something to notice for sure to say, hey, okay, is, is some of this stuff happening already that I'm missing? And acts of service is a big, big one for people in relationships where the man often, but not always, feels like I'm doing all these things to make your day easier, to alleviate your workload, to make your life better day-to-day, the chores, the the nitty-gritty. I'm doing all these things. I'm going to work even so that we have money, so that we can have a better life. I'm doing all of this to show you I love you. And the other side is going, you're never home. You don't get me gifts. You're never here with me. We don't talk. And so it's like, what? <laughs> there's this mismatch and it's because they're speaking a different language. So how to talk if you're an acts of service kind of person? Well, action phrases, because you're all about the actions you're going to take. So I'll help you one, two, three, or, um, how can I help you is a great question because they want to know that you're partnered with them on this journey of very day-to-day in life stuff, all the chores, all the things that need to get done. Are you with me in this household to help me carry the load of our lives? Are you my partner means, are we going through the journey of day-to-day together and via these actions that we're taking, right? Which is so different from, are you my partner in the day-to-day to life because we hold hands and we're physically close? Or are you my partner in the day-to-day? Do you love me? And you're going to tell me, or are you going to show me through gifts you give me? Like, or are you going to show me, are you my partner and are you with me in life because we spend this great time together and we love each other? So it's a really funny thing. We're asking at the core of the same question. Do you love me? Do you appreciate me? Do you care for me? Uh, Do I belong with you? Am I valued by you? Am I seen? Am I heard? All these questions. We're kind of looking to the person to affirm to us and really we're just wanting them to affirm back in the way that we recognize, in the way that we're used to, which is very interesting because often the way that we're used to might not be the way that we like the most. (laughs) Another caveat to slip in there for you right because you might be used to somebody doing acts of service but but really craving and wanting and valuing quality time but if you grew up with parents that really did acts of service but never told you outright they loved you for example words of affirmation well then you're craving words of affirmation but you might find a partner that does acts of service for you to show their love because that's what you're used to so another big caveat right which is why there are these expressions, you know, women marry their fathers, etc. right? Because it's this idea, okay, we find partners where they show their love in ways that we're used to. And this can be hugely hindering, actually. And so if you can get clear, if you're not in a relationship right now with an intimate partner, if you can get really clear and say, here are the ways I want to be loved, then you can either clarify with that person that's kind of showing up in a way that's more like your, let's say, comfort level or comfort zone, Or you might look out specifically for somebody that already loves on you that way and gives you that love that you're really looking for. Of course, this is a communication thing, right? Showing love is an energy outward. It's a giving. And so I think 
It's not to say if somebody gives you words of affirmation, but you're really wanting physical touch, that you're wrong for each other. It's not like a chemistry, oh my God, you're good or bad. Like, that's not what this is about at all. It's just what's somebody's tendency toward some of this stuff and how does it react with you? Somebody that's not very physically affectionate, doesn't really care for the physical side, doesn't want to hold hands, kiss, touch, especially in public, let's say. Somebody that's like that, and if you're super touchy-feely, it's not that you can't have a relationship, right? But that'd be something to note and be aware of in the beginning stages, <laughs> for sure. So that you're not down the road saying, you never hold my hand, you never hug me, you never kiss me. And that's what I think we miss when we date. We don't consciously look at what the person is showing us and say, put out up against some sort of, not to, to grade them, not as like a rubric that they're good or bad, but to say, what are your tendencies? And how do your tendencies relate to mine? And how do they fit together? And where are the ways that they don't? And how can we negotiate on those parts where they don't? <laughs> or can we? Right? Are we willing to negotiate on these things and talk through it? Because most things are pretty negotiable if you have the willingness. So to, to wrap this up, because I get on a bit of a tear here, as you can see. Um, some ways to do this together, potentially, if somebody values access service, would be to do the chores together. So make the breakfast together, shovel the driveway together, go get the groceries together, go drive the dog to the vet together. And if you're somebody that likes quality time, you might get some uninterrupted time in that chore, right? Where maybe it's not the full focus, but maybe when you take a break and you're having a hot chocolate because you just shoveled the driveway and it's freezing cold outside, maybe that's when you get your quality time in. And so again, right, the different ones can really mix in and it's quite fun. So if you like to give gifts or they like to receive gifts, but they also like acts of service, maybe you buy them the shovel, you buy your matching shovel set or whatever and you go and you do your, or the newest snow blower. I don't know why I'm on a snow tear today. It's just what we we're talking about. <laughs> uh, but you know, you go and you, you get them a gift and you do the activity or the chore in this case together. So a lot of ways to bring in different love languages together and really play with this to make it unique to your relationship and what you value. So what to avoid? Well, if you, for example, make the requests of others a higher priority or you lack follow through on tasks that are big or small. So if somebody who really appreciate acts of service asks you to do something for them, small thing, little thing, but you don't do it or you avoid it or you don't follow through on it for whatever reason um, or you make somebody else's stuff a priority over theirs, that's going to be really hurtful because they're putting your small requests like, hey, can you bring me an orange or can you get the groceries or can you drive the dog? Like When you ask them for help in those small ways, they're like, yep, 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 sure, yes, yes. And if you're not following through when they ask you for things and notice they'll probably ask you for far less than you ask them because we get very used to people like that just asking them to do these little things we don't even realize how many little things there are you know even if I think of this like today you know my husband will go he'll pick up the car he'll he'll drive me right to the door of the office he'll park the car he does all these little nice things that you know if I didn't notice appreciate and reciprocate in other acts of service it would become unbalanced, right? And it wouldn't feel good because, hey, I do all these little things for you to make, to lighten your load, to make your life better. What are those little things you're doing for me? And it's not in a tit for tat, like I'm going to now take score, keep score. But it is to say, hey, 
I want to be acknowledged and I want to also receive from this relationship because it feels just, you know, giving feels really good, but we are also in relationship to receive and being able to do both sides is incredibly important. So I hope that this was a valuable and interesting rundown of the five love languages. And if you learned something new, please do comment or share that with me on whatever channel you're on. And if there's someone you think would benefit from learning about these languages, please do share this episode with them so they too can benefit from further understanding of Dr. Chapman's love languages. Thanks again for listening. I appreciate you so much for being here and I'll see you in another episode soon.